Occasionally, myself and our coaching staff at DadStartingOver.com, we run into a client who has issues that go beyond the scope of coaching. They may have really severe anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and this is the point where our coaches stop and say, have you spoken to a therapist? What a lot of these men say is, I've looked into it, not a lot of options in my area, it can't work with my schedule, or I have an appointment schedule, but I can't get in for another four months. In other words, the need is there. They recognize the need. They see the value in the therapy, but the options for getting the therapy are extremely limited in their area. Well, thanks to our friends at BetterHelp.com, there is an option for you. BetterHelp is a unique service that allows you to talk to a licensed therapist from your area via your telephone or your computer. You can do voice chat with them if you wish. You can email back and forth. You can text with them all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com DSO. That's betterhelp.com DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. If there's one sobering, sometimes disturbing, sometimes depressing, sometimes hopeful thought, it's that time moves on. Life moves on. This is really exemplified when we experience some kind of trauma in our life, isn't it? Uh, let's say you went through something really horrible, like uh, uh, several family members all died together in a car accident. You know, you just feel this, this deep, dark despair and sadness and overwhelming just feeling of awfulness that you're just not quite sure you're ever going to get over. And nothing feels good in that moment. But you know what? Eventually, uh, you go back to work or you go back to school, you go back to the grocery store, you go back to watching football on television, you go back to laughing with friends and your loved ones that passed away become a memory because life and time moves on. I recently visited Germany, which is my wife's homeland. She was born and raised there. Germany, like a lot of countries in Europe, uh, exemplify this phenomenon of time moves on. Because for countries like Germany that have endured so much awfulness and terribleness and war and disease and famine and, and you know, with, with Hitler and everything, the, the, the evils of what mankind is capable of, they have to move on in order to, to thrive and survive. I, uh, uh, I love World War II and I love history. And so going to a place like Germany um, is, was just awesome for me. This is the third time that I've been there. And I was actually born there. I was a military brat as a kid, so but I, I don't remember anything of it. We left when I was like two years of age. But uh, we uh, uh, part of our trip this time, it was a two-week trip, part of our trip was we ended up in Munich. And we went to the, uh, I'm going to butcher this word, I'm sorry, um, Feldernhalle. Feldernhalle. It's a, it's a big monument. It's in the, in the heart of Munich. And it is very famous because this was the location. It was actually built in the uh, 1840, 1841, I believe. But then fast forward to 1923, and it was the location of uh, November 9th, 1923, of Hitler and his cronies' attempt at what they called the Pooch. And the Pooch famously failed. But sure enough, 11 years later, when uh, Hitler is in power, he returns back to that spot at that monument and speaks to thousands of his followers and declares that that date, November 9th, is a national holiday to commemorate the pooch, the beginning of their rebellion, if you will, their uprising. 
And um, later that, that monument would become basically sacred ground for the Nazis. Uh, the SS would guard that monument 24-7. And if you were a, a citizen in the city and you passed by the monument, you were required to give the Nazi salute. So very important spot for the Nazis. But sure enough, I uh, went to the, back to that monument. I've been there before, but I went back to it. And I'm always amazed at, uh, I don't know if juxtaposition is the right word, but the the, the the spot where Hitler literally stood and gave his famous hate victory speech to all these thousands of people. Um, on that very spot where he stood was, just the other day I saw, was a Muslim woman uh, with her head covering um, uh, eating an ice cream cone and uh, uh, tapping away at her, on her phone on the exact spot where Hitler stood. Time moves on. And then we went to the Dachau concentration camp. Um, first time I've ever been to a concentration camp. And uh, oh boy, was that uh, both interesting, sobering, disturbing, depressing, all things all rolled into one. Three points that really stuck out to me for my time in Dachau. One was at one point my daughter went to, sat on the ground and started playing with some rocks and things like she usually does. My daughter's two years of age. We took her with us. And uh, the place where she was sitting and fiddling around with rocks was literally a um, kind of a sick bay, if you will, where they took um, all the prisoners that were dying of dysentery, malnutrition, you know, just abuse or whatever, and they died and they took them to this sick bay to try and get them better so they could put them back to work. On that very spot where all those people were sick and dying, my, uh, my daughter was sitting and playing with rocks. Perfect little illustration of time moves on. And so I went to the other side of the camp and I saw this uh, guard tower. And it was uh, an exit that could lead you to outside of the camp. And the guard tower had you know barbed wire on either side of it. And uh, this is the spot where prisoners would make a run for it. And they would try to run and they would get caught in the barbed wire and, and the, the guards would leave them there to die or they would pull them off the barbed wire and take them back and torture them and kill them or just shoot them on the spot. Pretty harrowing experience to stand right on the spot and see where all of this went down. But what was interesting was literally immediately on the other side of this gate, on the other side of this tower, was a busy highway, a modern-day highway. And families and their Volkswagens and their BMWs were driving by. And kids sitting in the back seat on their iPads, just having no clue that, you know, just a mere couple of feet away from them was this scene of all this death and evil and destruction. Time moves on. And the, the most emotional part of the trip was going to the, uh, they called it Barrack X. Barrack X was where they held the ovens, where they put the uh, crematorium, where they took the dead bodies and burned them like garbage. I went into the uh, Barrack X and there was, they have these little um, placards or these little freestanding walls there that, that show you, they have text and pictures that show you what happened historically on the spot where you're standing. And where I happened to be standing was a spot where... Uh, uh, thousands of men were hung, shot, killed, and um, thrown into the ovens. And being there in the presence of that was a very emotional experience. And uh, I was choking up. I, I decided to, there was a whole crowd of people around me all, you know, standing in the same spot, you know, like maybe like 10 or 12 of us. And so I walked away from all of them and needed to kind of compose myself. And I went to a, an adjoining room, which was empty. And I was the only person in this room. And it was just a big empty room. And uh, they had more you know, words and pictures up on the wall to describe what, what was going on with this room. And I went and they said, this is the room 
where they uh, piled up all of the corpses. So they would shoot, hang, whatever in the other room, drag the corpses over there again like garbage and store them in that room before they um, would eventually throw them in the ovens to dispose of them. Um, yeah, that was tough. Just to be in the presence and, and be, uh, you know, in literally in the spot where all that evil and destruction and death took place and just all those innocent lives just destroyed, um, you can feel it. And so I stepped back out in the sun and I remember uh, looked to the left and there was a group of people and I realized what they were doing and I got out of the way because they were all taking a group photo in front of Barrack X, smiling. Well, someone held up a phone and took their, the photo of them all together. And at first I was a little taken aback by it and a little pissed because I thought it was a very irreverent, very um, disrespectful thing to take a photo, you know, in front of something like that. I don't know what would make them do that. But then I thought, well, maybe this place has some kind of meaning to them. Maybe this is a extended family of someone maybe who passed at the camps and they're, maybe this is their way of coming back and saying, um, you know, time moves on. Here we are. So that I went from piss to, you know, it was kind of a hopeful scene really. And then, um, my wife and daughter were walking around the camp while I was in the building that we didn't want our daughter to see any of that. you know, two years is a little young to take that in. And, um, uh, and I had my sunglasses on, so, uh, I had teared up and stuff. She, you couldn't tell I was upset. At least I don't think so. But, uh, my wife didn't really say much of anything to me. Um, if there's one thing she's good at, it's allowing me to save face in moments like that. She doesn't, you know, poke and prod and say, tell me what's going on. Why are you emotional? What is it? She kind of leaves me be and lets me, uh, have my moment. And she did. She let me have my moment and we, we walked away and we walked towards, made the long walk back to the exit of the camp taking turns holding our daughter, letting her walk, run, fall to the ground, do her thing. And it was that moment that I realized, um, you know, if some 10, 11 years ago, when I went through my own little personal version of hell, if you had asked me back then, where, where are you going to be, a, you know, a decade from now? I don't think I ever would have said, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be halfway around the world with my new beautiful wife and our two-year-old daughter taking in you know, World War II historical sites in Germany. No, it's just, it's mind blowing. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. It's, um, it's amazing. It's silly. It's, it's all of the above. And, uh, I never in a million years thought I would be in this position and talking to you good people, but you know what? Time moves on. If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self improvement. You probably consume a lot of information like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is. Quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood but none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men 
just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on one-on-one coaching with myself and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.